And welcome to episode 361 of the Siren Studs podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again this week by my role-playing co-hosts, Peter and Jake. That's right, Kurt. Um, in an actual topical move today, uh, this is the this is the WrestleMania is Dead edition of the cast. <laughs> um, we just we just watched WrestleMania 39. I just saw a company like reach the the pinnacle of its of its pot potential and then immediately crater back down to where it began from yeah it's like like frodo got all the way to mount doom and then he succumbed to the ring yeah that's better than Except the analogy i had it's like if after gohan beat cell he just became a fetus again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like and there is no there is no Bilbo, uh, or for, for Samwise Sam Samwise. I know my Lord of the Rings. Tom Bombadil. Tom, Tom, Tom Bombadil. Hey, no. If you're getting angry at me, Lord of the Rings fan, look over there. It's a debate about whether Balrogs have wings or not. <laughs> they'll fuck them. They'll send them distracted for hours. Can elves be black? And I want everybody to roll for intro. If you get a nat one, you have to throw away your recording or make it choppy. <laughs> if you get a, if you get a nat one, you got to wiggle around your microphone uh, connection. Do I have for, a, for five seconds? Do I have a D twenty here? I can, I can probably. I was just looking do around a generator. My, uh, I don't I don't have any with me. I'll, I'll, I'll roll. I was gonna say if you roll a one, you have to <laughs> you have to have a gamer moment. I'm doing a, I'm doing a, there's a there's a roll a D twenty website. <laughs> let's yes. let's go. I rolled a 16. D twenty. Let's find it. This is this Roll is dice. I'm sure great. Great for the the uh, the audio only audience. All right, Google. Yeah, that's a thirteen. Yeah, so Google has they have their uh, little roll of dice widget. I got my D twenty. All right, I rolled a sixteen. Peter rolled a thirteen. Fuck, I rolled a six. My proficiency is only three. Um, that's a nine. Um, hey, welcome to Stud Saturn. Fuck. <laughs> you just have to sneeze. And you just have to have a coughing fit in the middle of it. Let me... Let me calm my nerves with some vitamin water. <coughs> when you aspirate some saliva... I don't. I don't often do this, but I feel like I need to take this opportunity to apologize to our audience. <laughs> this is maybe the worst radio we've ever ASMR done. ASMR session? No, no, no. This is good. This is good. Here, can you hear this? Put put in the comments if you can hear this. See, that's fun. That's fun. Clickety clacks. You like it's that? Me. It's me handling. <gasps> and chips. as. Always, my dear friends, we are coming at you live from the wonderfully built announcer desks surrounding what was WrestleMania 39. Was it 39? Yes. Yep. Really? Only 39? Shame. Snoop Dogg. Only 39. 39. Um, it's an annual like, event. I thought it'd be like more than the Super Bowl, you know? But 
We all can't be NFL. Anywho, especially if you're we Vince. are set you can up. Only be XFL. And, you know, if we put if we put a little bit too much weight on these desks, they will collapse. So if you hear a crazed kerfuffle in the middle of our recording, that's what that is. It's our entire desk just collapsing due to being put together with sawdust and wood glue. They're made to be uh, collapsible. <laughs> Uh, no, they're not. Those stunts are real. Um, those are they really are. Well, well. No, no, killed. but even like, even like, remove yourself from kayfabe and think about like what that would need to be. They're a traveling production. The desk would have to be collapsible in order for it to be feasible for that. No. They're not shipping it fully assembled across they the country. They can do that. They, they have just a couple they extra have J and K. They pick it up like a pauldron. Or a uh, palan, uh, palanquin, and they walk it from town to town. So you know, WrestleMania is cool and all, but have you heard of micro wrestling? I have, in fact, but maybe the audience has. Is that like? I don't even know I what think it would we be. Shared this if, a, a if little minis... while ago. Did they, did they come to Baltimore? Yeah. Oh, I, uh, okay. That, yeah, didn't the realize, I didn't realize. I didn't realize they sold out. So I'm. I cannot go. <laughs> you can't go to micro to my wrestling. local Twains. So also, I don't know where the fuck they'd show it in Twains because I go there quite often, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be really cramped. So they probably didn't have that many tickets to begin with. <laughs> well, Jake, it might not need to be a full sixteen by sixteen ring. <laughs> <laughs> they might. They might be well, able to squeeze it in there. <laughs> I'm you thinking know, more of the patrons. I'm thinking more of like the patrons that want to see it. I, I'm thinking it's like because there's seating area and then there's also standing area. And I'm like, this is uh, kind of bizarre. Anyways, micro wrestling is where um, uh, b- b- humans of a uh, below average height uh, perform really, really good feats of acrobatics and wrestling on one another while having their names be teetering on the edge of offensive and clever give me hit me with some micro jackson is a michael jackson impersonator of course um ivar the micro he's not do they have to put micro in all of these i Uh, guess a lot of them uh I think I think Big Chief or Little Chief is a uh, a Native American version one. He's the <laughs> Native American themed one. The Tatanka uh, of uh, micro wrestling. Uh, they have Little Show, which is that's pretty yep. good. That's yeah. pretty good. Um, Who's like the Braun Strowman of micro of micro wrestling? Probably uh, Little Show. Probably no. I was gonna say probably Psycho. Like who's like the main who who you see all over their social media? Oh, no, he's there. He's no. there. Universal champ, as it were. He was he was champ last year. Yeah. Um, so there was Psycho, who was their um, kind of insane version, uh, little person. Let me uh, let me learn you something about wrestling history. So there's a long long tradition of this sort of thing in Mexico. Uh, it's called the minis division, and it's for wrestlers that are five two or shorter. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know there are several prominent minis uh, like uh, Mascara, 
Oh, fuck. I forgot <laughs> the last part of his name. Uh, Dorada, maybe? No, that's uh, that's Grandma Lake. Fuck. Who are the minis? Who was the mini on Lucha <laughs> Underground? <laughs> fuck if I know. I'm, I, you're, I'm leaving you out to dry here, Kurt. I'm watching. I'm, I'm looking at some of these guys, and their ring gear is slapping. Like, some of these are excellent. Um, oh, Chief I, I don't have a roster here, one. though. I, of what micro wrestling? Yeah, like who's who's on one. the who's on the the uh, you know in the stable? Okay, so I don't know if these are these might not Sagrada, be uh, Mascarita Sagrada. So nice. Some of these might not be. I recognize a lot of them, so they might be uh, not a complete list. Um, so we got Psycho, Baby Jesus, Lil Show, Hank Dalton, who apparently died. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's unfortunate. Jake, Jake couldn't uh, contain himself. In in the notes, it has uh, eleven twenty two nineteen eighty to eleven oh four twenty twenty two. Um, we got Hot Rod, Chief Littlefoot, Blix, Demo, Mini Sheik, who I don't think he's around anymore. Uh, I haven't seen him. A Flying Ryan, Hillbilly Bob, Huggy Cub. Justice, Kid J, Meatball, and Sugar James. Uh, the female wrestlers are Pinky Shortcake, Lil Miss, Lil Chola, Jersey Jess, who I don't think is there anymore, um, Starla mm-hmm. Dominatrix, and Trixie Dynamite. Gee, I, uh, I, it's such mystery what these gimmicks. Yeah. Uh, Kurt, friggin'. All right, I'm sending you the, the picture for Hot Rod. And I think like I think this is Hot Rod, like uh he's uh sporting the merch, like or he's promoting the merch. Yes. Which wrestler does he remind you of? Uh he's got a little Tommaso Champ in him. Okay, that's yep, yes. Um that makes sense. If you like, like kinda use the blur tool on his head a little no, bit in Photoshop. That's that's Ivar the micro. Oh, that's Ivar. The, the why is the he per- fucking pro- promoing a fucking hot rod? Because shirt. the guy in the shirt is hot rod. We're not up oh, on our uh, get together micro wrestling, but we yeah, are up I'll on our trailers. You. Absolutely, <laughs> and Trey watch. <laughs> Wait, I gotta show you. Hot it hasn't rod. even been. It hasn't even been twenty minutes yet, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> Unprofessional, uh, keeping man, us to a schedule. It took me. It took me micro wrestling to get into. Uh, to get into wrestling, how does that feel? Anyway, you. Anyway, I mean, we all. We yep. all start from somewhere. Any any <laughs> holes a goal. Mine. Mine was just randomly flipping the channel to SmackDown because there's nothing else on on television on Fridays when I was thirteen. Or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's actually pretty neat. <laughs> I could watch I, this again. I, my first exposure to wrestling, again, was watching... It was... I Maybe it was Forbidden Door, even, or something. Not Forbidden Door, but it was some, like, pay-per-view buzz. New Japan. It was, like, 2 in the morning, and it was a New Japan show. Yeah, they ran a show on access... Yeah, like, a lot of local stations would buy the rights to, uh, like, the New Japan's or Ring of Honor tapings of the world and just air them at random ass time slots because it's cheap programming that would draw some sort Something of rating to watch yeah just like uh 
just like Illuminations. New movie that they're teasing. Migration. What was up with this trailer? Because it was uh, it's their, 60% not even their, look what it, we've done. Yeah, it was their <laughs> announcement. Um, yeah. So here's what I have it's to say teaser. about this. <laughs> so I think I know why they did this. Um, and it's because the Mario movie is going to flop uh, as much as it can. It's a kid's movie and it's Mario, so it'll do fine. But it's not going to be a breakout success in the same way that Sonic was. Um, so they probably put this in the trailers for the Mario movie um, because Illumination needs like one. They just needed to get thinking about the next product. Like, why would they why would you split your marketing between the big movie that you're showing right now and then pull away from that to advertise the movie that you haven't even like gotten an actual trailer for yet? It's coming out yeah. Christmas. So it's it's not exactly a near term uh, thing. This is this is like um, losses type strategy. I don't know. I've heard I've heard good things about um, Mario, other than from the critics. Um, seems like the audience really likes it. Well, no, I think yeah. we've seen that before. Where like movies can be successful, it just it might be geared towards an audience that isn't um, for critics. It well, can be fun and goofy and full of cameos while you know the you know entertaining yeah. the audience while the the you know the critics look at it as just like just like fan bait um which is something that sonic did really I... good not overdoing and i think the mario movie is going to overdo it but they're going to have fun with it like i've heard the donkey kong country rap is in it which is like something the, that seth rogan the, the entirety yeah. dk64 like, i don't is the entirety yeah, I don't know how long it is because I know it's like right before Donkey Kong comes out for his fight against Mario. Um, that's the song. Yeah, so maybe maybe they long. maybe they do a good amount of it. Um, maybe they cut it short, but that's something Seth Rogen really fought for. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think, I would not think that it would be the whole thing unless you're going to include Which the other do. Kongs in well, the movie. Oh. Wait, wait! I'm gonna see Lanky uh, Kong in this movie. Ten possibly? out of ten, best movie I know, ever made. I know there's like <laughs> some deep cuts uh, for some Kongs. Uh, he has no grit. He has no style. I he know has no we grace. see. Um, we're gonna see Kitty Kong in there. I think that's his name, Kitty Kong. Diddy? No, there's Diddy. Well, we're gonna see Diddy and Daisy. No, what's a? I think Dixie. 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 I, I think. I think. The the Kitty Kong is the other Kong in Donkey Kong Country Three. Mm. Yeah, because you play as Dixie, and I think yeah. there's yeah. another little baby the Kong. Kong. And I'm very sad they're not, they're probably not going to include any of the amazing ballads, you know, the real bangers from the Donkey Kong TV show. <laughs> I shall you with coconut cream pies. Love the girls don't grow I love the I love the song like where they just straight breeze. ripped off. Um, yeah, <laughs> around the world, yes. yeah. yeah, or yeah. They're just like we're just this is this is gonna be the show. Yeah. Metalhead, and it features the worst fucking vocal the, performance. The fucking Diddy Kong voice heard. actor, but oh, oh, yeah. vocal, just vocal rot. 
It's just like nails on fucking chalkboard. Would you so say, bad. Would you say right, it's so that's hypnotic? migration? Ah. <laughs> uh, mm. I thought we, uh, I thought we knocked this off the the table of credulity after like Scooby Doo. Yeah, y'all remember that episode of Scooby Doo <laughs> where the dude like hypnotized people and he was like a ghost at the carnival. Yeah. Well, this so is... y'all remember the the episode yeah, of is, Batman this, Beyond? This is the fucking Spellbinder, <laughs> spellbinder story. Hypnotized. We're almost at the at that level in the future. <laughs> So I was under the impression hypnotism, like you have to be hypnotized first, and then you get like um, a code word that can like trigger you like a Russian agent at any point, which is what they're playing this out to be like, except they're just using the trigger words. I don't super believe hypnotism. Yeah, so like (laughs) hypnotism, you can kind of fall into a suggestive state, like I guess, which is... But the suggested state is like you're just kind of like half asleep and you're just kind of vibing. Um, so when they tell you to do something and it's something yeah. like you can't do something, you can't be coerced to do things via hypnotic subject, su- suggestion. <laughs> that is not a thing that happens. You can't you, you can't do something that you wouldn't want to do. You can't be told to like walk in front of a bus and take your shirt off. Or Surprisingly, shoot somebody? no. Surprisingly, huh. no. Um, part of it is you, yeah. you get a chance to do wacky stuff and no one's going to think you're weird because, you know, I was under hypnosis and other, you know, the other part of it is like, yeah. they kind of, they kind of make you go a little sleepy and then, you know, you're just, you kind of do a thing. You're like, Hey, maybe I, maybe I will sit, you know, I'll dance with this broom. Oh, this is easy. Yes. Yeah. So this movie could either be Okay. Or dumb as shit. Oh, it might be um, both. Like it's it's definitely <laughs> dumb as shit because they're like it's like instantaneous. Like I have mind. They're playing it like he has mind beams. Yeah, which is like, are you a mutant? <laughs> is this in the MCU? Are you an? Because it's like he just says like crazy code words that are like random, and it's You're like not the huh? right man. Oh my god, that's the trigger word. <gasps> And then they do like an Inception style, like you don't even know what you're. You're hypnotized right now, Ben Affleck. You don't. You're not even looking at what's real. And then a house appears in front of you. This yeah, man has the it's, ability. It, it turns to into like fucking Mysterio thing. powers, where yeah. you don't know what's real and what's not. <laughs> um, this is just just reminds me of that video I saw, where it's like, are the magicians from Now You See Me just wizards? Yeah, the not? answer was yeah. It, some of them were just wizards because the magic that they do is not doable by actual like illusionists and such. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're definitely just, they were definitely just doing magic that whole time. Especially the hypnotist who could like <laughs> through the power of white rap, he makes a man fall asleep uh, in like two seconds. It's so good. So Ben um, Affleck is a carrot. Ben Affleck is hypnotized. Um, yeah, side note, just, uh, you got me thinking about Spellbinder because he's this, this concept done a little better. Um, <laughs> Spellbinder has the hardest fall off of any, of any Batman villain in terms of the repeat appearance. Cause in the first one, he was like, 
He was mind hacking people to commit high profile crimes. He was like, you know, he was in the shadows. He was puppeteering these these massive, you know, these uh, yeah, massive crime sprees. Second appearance. Hey kid, jump in this VR machine. It's totally cool. I'm gonna oh, get yeah. you VR crack addicted. Hey, you know, he had to change up his MO. Otherwise, yeah. Batman would have shut him down immediately. And I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for you meddling bats. What was that? And oh. your million dollars again. Oh, yeah, it was one shriek. He hooked up a... Ju- he turned a building into a tuning fork. Love that. <laughs> Ingenuity. Powerful. Powerful. Wow. I, I want the fucking... That's why I want the Batman Beyond, like a movie or another series or something... Give us the fourth season of Batman Beyond, you fucking, fucking cowards. Do, they're doing it with Clone High. There's a Clone High is getting fucking well, rebooted. I mean, I guess Yeah, but it'd be it'd be rough to do an animated Batman of any sort. In this day and age, yeah. Uh, in this day and Speaking age. Speaking of animated Batman short, <laughs> uh Margot Robbie reprises her role as Harley Quinn in Barbie. <laughs> Which we got a full trailer. I'm the Joker, Bobby. Yeah. I, when Ryan Gosling took off his face and was actually the Joker, man, I was shocked. Um, it, was, it was certainly a, a surprising turn. I did not so see So this coming. is a movie that's happening for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody looks weird and plastic, which I guess is on brand. Um, yeah, I love the the, uh, the marketing that's coming out for this, kind of just showcasing each Barbie um, and having uh, all the different Barbies from like the playset and their jobs, uh, including the forgotten Barbie that was like drawn yeah. on and hair was cut and everything, and tossed off to the side, played by Kate McKinnon, which is fantastic. Um, Excellent, yeah. Um, he, yeah, this it's interesting to see movies about like a property or a a thing that isn't a story because you have to make a story out of it which is like yeah all you have to go on is the the visuals the general vibe and like maybe some in jokes about the the culture surrounding it like alan yeah and the same could be said about Mm -hmm. the lego movie which was a big success However, the second Lego movie was not a success. It was not very good. Yeah, I think when they try to like stretch it and rely less on the like the neat Easter eggs and the self-contained story, then uh, it tends to jump the shark. So maybe Barbie will actually be pretty decent because I did not expect the Lego movie to be as good as it was, and it it fucking rocked. Um, yeah. Just like in this, where they're like they're they're bringing up deep cuts to Barbie lore. And having Alan show up, and it's like there's only one Alan. And when, yep. yeah, when they were making Barbie dolls, there was Ken, but then they also, for whatever reason, made Alan. <laughs> and uh, and they didn't make any more Alans. Alan, the I don't know wrecker. what Alan's story was. Somebody <laughs> described it like why they made him. I forgot what it was, but like it, yeah, they just randomly made another guy. It was like Barbie, Ken, and Alan. Mm-hmm. That was it. And 
apropos of of nothing to do with this movie, but uh, we've been talking a lot about Sonic. Tom Kalinske, who was president of Sega of America during the 90s when Sonic came out, was formerly the head of the Barbie division of Mattel. Hey, you know, largely credited with bringing that that brand back from the so brand. People are saying the, they want to get the brains behind behind Sonic. They know what's up. I don't know. I don't know when this is exactly dropping, um, but people are. Oh, oh, July 21st. People are hoping to get the double feature Oppenheimer and Barbie double release, um, which I think it's would like the be Doom like, Animal Crossing double release. That that would be like peanut butter and jelly, dude. Because you're gonna come out of Oppenheimer just being like, "Where's the nearest liquor store? Alexa, take me to drugs." <laughs> Humanity is so fucked. I wish but I could. You, I wish I could escape you're this reality. Want to talk where about just go to one where everything's happy Abba. and you know the color is restored to my life. Oh, Barbie! I think, I think if you take shrooms at the third act of Oppenheimer and have them fully kick in at the beginning of Barbie, that's going to be a fun night for you. You know, be solid. that. I think if you time it correctly, if you get that timed release mushroom effect going, if you if you take salvia while you're watching the Barbie movie, will you think you're a like you'll will you think you turned into a a doll? Because like that's a, I don't think you want to. One of the, the times I would least want to take salvia would be in an environment where I don't have complete control over it, and there is a moving picture on a seventy foot screen yeah, it's in like front a 50/50. of me. Like you either become a Barbie doll, or you become the theater chair, or maybe like the bucket of popcorn. Either way, you're turning into an inanimate oh, object you as die soon of as cardiac you smoke that. arrest. If you do, if you do smoke that, just make sure you do not bring your other Barbie dolls around you because they will come to life. Yes, and they'll freak you and out. Try man. to kill you. I love how that's like the the signature move of Salvia is like ego death. It's not even just like getting high or relaxed. It's just like you have no idea where your body ends and the rest of the world begins. Did you know they found the K-hole? Speaking of drugs. No. The... Which, where so is it on the body? The, the K-hole is <laughs> on the body, silly goose. Go back. Where's my K-hole? Go back to migration. Um, no, the K-hole is a thing that happens to you when you are doing ketamine, uh, where you, it's the peak of the high. You know, people, okay. People cite. I... Some crazy I thought we already shit found this. That's why they called it happening. the K hole. They gave well, it a name. Well, they gave it. They gave it to goats. <laughs> and then they hooked they did some surgery shit on up. a grape. <laughs> no, they, they, they gave ketamine to goats. <laughs> so they gave ketamine to goats, and they hooked shit up to their brains, and they found out that their brain function just shut off in the middle of their high when they were tripping balls. It went, so, it went, beep, it went it flatline, dude. And then it just shot back up like nothing was happening. Uh, and then the goat was like, I, I gotta, I gotta call my mom. <laughs> I, I mean, it, that's almost yeah. what it's supposed to be used for. It's a horse yeah. tranquilizer. Like, so it, yeah, like apparently uh, it's like an ego death. It's the K-hole where it like is supposed to restart your brain and like. 
you ex- you do experience that you experience like brain death for a little bit. So that's my uh, favorite. Go. That's my favorite thing to do is just to die while taking drugs. Yeah, who wants to go trip Sometimes on I just want to die. <laughs> couple times. Oi. Um feel like feel like I've I've I've, I've come come face to face with my mortality a couple times. <laughs> Blue Beetle trailer number 1. I was I was wondering where you were going with this. Uh, yeah, Blue Beetle is a movie that I saw posters for in my local movie theater long before this trailer came out. And it had a release date of this year. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if I'm going to ever see anything about this movie. Yeah, I, I forgot that they were working on this because uh, I heard about this a while ago that he was cast as Blue Beetle. I did not know they started filming. Uh, they've obviously finished filming. Yeah, uh, good for them. And I remember our our Cobra Kai kid is going to be in it. Sholo, which yeah, again, Miguel. they I I learned that they um it's the same spelling, but when it's a person's name, it is pronounced differently. You do not pronounce it Cholo. I because I was like that can't be his name. Like you can't literally you can't literally call him Cholo. That that's just. That's just bad. <laughs> just a problem. Why don't you do that? It um, also so has um, um, what is the what is his name? Uh, the whoever's dad is the show. I'm, I'm blanking on his name. George George Lopez. Lopez. Jorge Lopez. Oh yeah, that is, is him. I'm uh, watching it. I'm watching he, it again now. He went from waking kids up at two in the morning from his loud ass intro to his show. <laughs> Yeah, I I've been woken up so many times with that shit. Wait, the George Lopez show uh, or no, Lopez the George tonight? Lopez show. His low rider. Yeah, it was always the end of the night. Like yeah, and it always yeah, it was it was the tail end of the Nick at Night block of forgotten sitcoms. That were easy to obtain broadcasting rights to. Yeah, we'd have that shit like, playing and, like, in the middle of the night. It just would blast so yep. loud and just wake us up from our REM sleep. Um, so that was cool. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. The movie looks pretty solid. Uh, I don't I, I can't I make don't a, like a good judgment CGI of it suit. yet. They went full, like they went full uh, animated character. It doesn't feel... Well, yeah, they're they're trying to. I feel like they're trying to do a cross between Shazam and Iron Man with yeah. this, and so the Iron Man was a fully animated character. So too can be Blue yeah. Beetle. <laughs> it feels like I'm watching this trailer, and it really feels like it's Blue Beetle and his family. Mm-hmm. Like they're. Yeah, that's where the Shazam angle yeah, comes but in. Even for in me. Shazam, it, it, the family wasn't like doing the adventures the whole movie with him. Like at the yeah, end, yeah. Towards, yeah, towards the end when they got their powers and stuff like that. Um, and then towards the end, also for Shazam 2, they introduced the other people. But in Shazam 2, they did the <laughs> adventures with him the whole time. <laughs> if you um, must. Yeah, I don't know. There, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of fans of Blue Beetle out there. Um, and I think they did 
an okay job making a live action one. I think they could have done a lot of different stuff that could have been a departure from it and worse. Um, I think it really. De- yeah, there have been a lot of different blue beetles mm-hmm. in in the comics. Different, a lot of different people have been the blue beetle. Um, this is based seemingly based uh, quite largely on the Young Justice version of Blue Beetle, which was a pretty good character. So, um, yeah, I think this movie could be good. I don't know exactly where it's going to fit in the broader context of everything. I don't know if they know that. Yeah, yeah they, they did not show, like, I don't think they showed who the villain was other than the the one executive that I guess they stole the powers from or the, the scarab from and they Which want it back. the plot of fucking Ant-Man. Yeah. And Venom. Um, <laughs> turn, what if the lady was an alien? Uh, I kind of, part of me was like, what if they just made this like a Blue Beetle and Booster Gold movie? Don't. Oh, that's right. Booster Gold. I think Blue Beetle should have his yeah. own movie. That's and I think Booster Gold could maybe warrant <laughs> his own Gold movie. Can maybe well, not no. exist. There's like only one. Yeah, he doesn't need to exist. Um, and if he does exist, he can just be the vehicle for uh, the one story he was ever good in, where he was like the last guy left and he had the time travel back and, uh, and do his stop stop the calamity from happening. Was that in Blackest Night? I don't know. You I don't do, know. Do in the old days know. of future past kind of deal. Um, Unfortunately for like the state that DC's in right now, I think it's gonna go the way that a lot of these like one-off DC movies go, where they're gonna have an end credit scene that's supposed to tie into the next one, but it's not really ever gonna culminate into anything, and they're really not sure how to tie him into the rest of the DC universe because, um, you know, we got. James Gunn coming in here and Kevin Feigeing it all together and stitching mm-hmm. up what they have. I f- yeah, I feel like Blue Beetle could be pretty easy to slot into a future JSA team yeah, up movie. But I I mean, where we are on like that sort of release date, it seems like we're gonna have a, a Blue Beetle movie in twenty twenty three and then he'll return in seven years when we finally get around to the JSA. And then at that point how excited are we going to be for DC movies? Uh... I mean, I can't be much I less excited so for DC hyped. movies than I currently am. <laughs> I think once I see the first James Gunn project. Yeah, I want to know where like his creative vision starts. That's going to kind of set the tone for how the rest of the shit's going to go. Hey, James Gunn, I know you listen to this show every week. I oh. know you buy our merch. <laughs> It doesn't exist. You order it custom made on Etsy. I know you do this. He um, buys my leftover shit from Plato's closet. So fucking yeah, he exactly. buys our merch. So Dude, if I with as big a fan as you are, you know that the first movie you have to make is the question movie. James Gunn's the question. Don't worry. You'll get to use exactly none of the the flair and colorful style that you're known for. This is going to be you're going to do more a more dark noir thriller than Zack Snyder ever thought he could. 
<laughs> You're going to make seven look like <laughs> pussy shit. <laughs> like I don't even know who the questions like. I I only know him from Unlimited. I, that might be his only existence. Yeah. I, that's not his only existence, but that is is probably the the coolest the character has ever been. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have like villains. He's not like a superhero per se. He's oh, he's just oh, a you know a where he appeared. He detective. appeared in Charlton Comics Blue Beetle number one. Hey, hell yeah. Um, cool. So, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know much about him, so. I just like the character. I like him for from when I saw him. He he snagged me. So, um, hell yeah! I'll maybe I should just read up. Maybe I should just get into it. You know, think about it. Yeah, read read about the question. Um, so that's Blue Beetle. It's it's gonna be interesting. I feel like this movie might do well if if the Flash does really well. That might rekindle some interest in DC projects. Yeah, the, Flash, the Flash is gonna be weird. And Definitely. I don't know how how much the um, the controversy surrounding Ezra uh, Miller is gonna be. I don't think anyone is thinking about that when they think of the Flash right now. They're all thinking of Michael. Yeah, Newton. I mean, and he hasn't been in Twitter for a while. He's been pretty quiet, so there could be a good amount of people who just like kind of chose to forget it. Like honestly, if we didn't do this show every week where we we talked about him a lot more than I think most people, mm-hmm. I would have forgotten. Like I don't even remember exactly what he was accused. He slapped he some guy, right? <laughs> Wait, Ezra Miller? <laughs> okay. Yeah, on multiple occasions in multiple states. Yeah. He like kidnapped somebody <laughs> and then like did a lot of like uh, breaking and entering into people's. But he also yes, assaulted yes. someone in space. Yeah, no, no yeah, that was that um, okay. That was the guy who played Homelander. Um, what's his name? Was it he, Ezra Miller? Might have hit Martin somebody in Star, Hawaii. Uh, no, Someone, no, yeah, Star. like Hugo Star. <laughs> Ezra Miller hit someone somewhere. Ezra <laughs> I feel like I'm playing Miller. It was Ezra Miller Cri- with a candlestick in the foyer. Um, yeah, he he had like a <laughs> scuffle at a bar in Hawaii. He like he he. Lunging at okay, a dude. That's what yeah, it was. here that's from what the Evening Standard. Of. What did Ezra Miller do? Timeline of incidents and arrests, plural. Um, go, March baby. twenty-two, uh, arrested for disorderly conduct, restraining order. You know, um, st- allegedly stole a passport and a wallet. Um, April twenty twenty-two, <laughs> arrested for allegedly throwing a chair, which hit a woman in the head after being asked to leave a private residence. So mm-hmm. he. Br- he broke into someone's house, <laughs> attacked a, a family, threw a chair at their head, got arrested. Uh, August 2022, charged over the alleged burglary of a home in Vermont. In January 2023, pleaded guilty to unlawful trespass. Oh, man, I thought I thought I had a I thought I saw a a good Ezra Miller meme where it was the Bush receiving the news about the towers. <laughs> and the guy whispering was like Ezra Miller has attacked a second uh, Ezra, family <laughs> Ezra Miller has attacked A second Ezra Miller has hit the towers <laughs> Yeah No it was uh, Yeah look, uh, Let me see It was Anthony Starr That's the guy who yeah. played uh, uh, Anthony Starr uh, yeah. Spain 
Yeah, he was. I think he he got drunk and had like a a dust up in in Spain like late at night. So it was like a he got who, arrested for like a street brawl. Who hasn't? I mean, come on. He was yeah, shooting. Who amongst wait, us has it? What Guy Ritchie movie was he shooting? <laughs> um, uh, probably the next one that's uh, coming out. Yeah, action thriller for Guy Ritchie. It co-stars Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> oh, The Covenant, okay. I guess would would be yeah. that one. So yeah, he got he got drunk. He got into like you know, hey yeah, what are you doing? Oh, fuck fight, you know, paddy wagon come. I'm the motherfucking Homelander. <laughs> Threw him in the drunk tank. Um, I love these fucking accounts where they're like, uh, they they say that he said, you don't know who you messed with. You, you won't know who I am and what you've done. I think the movie might do better, actually, now that there's so many funny memes about him. Uh, he's, a, he's a good actor. It's him terrorizing people. <laughs> There's, you know, there's fucking, there's been plenty of times where uh, unsavory person's inclusion in a film has not really affected its business. Speaking of unsavory actions. Yes. uh, Spider-Man? Spoder guy? Uh, We got a new trailer for Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. I I still like it. Yeah. I still want to see it. <laughs> I'm still going to go on Wednesday and then that Thursday and then that Friday and yeah, probably it, that Saturday. <laughs> and we're going to oh, June 2nd. And we're all going to catch it in 3D cuz this is one of the few movies that I will evangelize for 3D. Bitch, I'm going to catch this in yeah. IMAX 3D. Spot <laughs> looks really fun. Like a fun villain. So, yeah, like, isn't Spot, like, low-key an awesome villain? Like, when he showed up in the Spider-Man yep. animated series, it was, like, really awesome, and it kicked off a lot of, like, really important events, and, like, it seems like he's going to be the impetus to to some of the shit in this one. Uh, there are a lot of uh, Spider-Man cameos mm-hmm. uh, in here. If you, you pause and you leave through it, uh, very visible and one scene is the PlayStation Spider-Man. Yep. Um and uh you know it 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 Good. looks it's gonna tell it another great good. story. It, it just I I have I have very high confidence. It's not often I get on Trey Watch and say, yeah, this movie unequivocally will slap. Yeah. <laughs> but here I am. This movie unequivocally, undoubtedly slap will 100. slap. I don't know if it'll slap as hard as into the Spider Verse. Yeah, and I think the because uh, it's just hard. It's just hard to to improve on what is already damn near perfect. Some, um, some uh, blink and you'll miss it information about the MCU as well. Um, they he named the Earth that the MCU takes place on uh, yep. as Earth. Oh, oh, no, nineteen ninety nine ninety nine. So that's six nines, I think. Yeah. Okay. One um, six nine, Takeshi nice. MCU six nine. Takeshi, uh, yeah, Tom Kenshi sixty nine confirmed. Tom Crunchy um, sixty nine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he he like he listed out uh, Doctor Strange and that nerd uh, messed up before. Yeah, like, he's not I, allowed I, in our 
He's not allowed in our group, in our band of Spodermen, which is which is cool. Um, I mean, yeah. But wasn't part of that spell that everyone forgets he was Spider Man? So (laughs) would they not also be counted at that? Um, He he only knows him as that nerd. I guess that's true. Yeah, he didn't say Peter Parker. I also don't. I also don't expect that. I like. Yeah, really no, I like to imagine they're like. I wonder who he is. And they kind of like all. They all pick their IDs and look at him. And they're like, "Oh yeah, it's probably uh, Peter. He's probably their Peter Parker. It's probably well, a Peter process Parker. of elimination." If I had to take a guess at it, it's probably Peter Parker. Um. Yeah. I mean, looks great. Looks fun. What what the fuck else more do we got to say? And people yeah, it's gonna won't be, sleep on it. Like it's, I, I feel like they we almost did sleep on it last time. Like I remember, I remember. My, I was cynical on the first on the first we trailer. I was like, it, yeah. oh no, Sony animated Spider Man movie. This doesn't look. The animation looks weird. I don't really like it. Uh, we'll see how it is. And then I don't know if we had a change of attitude on later trailers or not. But as soon as I saw it, I yeah. was like, holy shit. I I have never been more wrong in my Fucking life. Vindicated. Avenged. Yeah. And this is coming from a man who predicted the Nintendo Switch to be a massive failure. <laughs> when I say that I have never been more wrong in my life about spider you're including that, yeah. You can take that with the gravity <laughs> that it warrants. Um, yeah, that's the big one. I I think that that covers it for the main ones. Um, there's like extraction, which yeah, I'd say tra- that's all the I'm trailers. Shout out because the trailer looked like a good trailer. Um, Wait, is it extraction not extraction two? Yeah. two? Um, <laughs> it's the sequel to extract again. Um, Pull out more impurities. Reextract. Uh, yeah, because it, it's it's a one scene from the from from the movie, um, and then some other stuff right at the end. So it's it gives you a good sense of what the fuck's going on, um, and what the I guess the the overtones of the plot, and how are you gonna feel about it? So yes, what what a great trailer. Liam Hemsworth is er, uh, yeah, Chris Hemsworth. It's other it's Hemsworth. Um, is going to be- beat the fuck out of everyone. He's, we're feeling that John Wick vibe. We're in that John Wick mood. We need the next. We crave the next John Wick. The future. The once in future Wick. <laughs> you and every studio in America is craving the next John Wick. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that'll do it for the trailers. Let's talk now about the box office in our segment called the follow-up uh domestic weekend 13 covering march 31st through april 2nd um taking the top spot at the box office but not with nearly the opening that john wick 4 had is dungeons and dragons honor among thieves which just happens to be a movie we're reviewing later in the show so we won't talk mm-hmm. about it too much now other than telling you that it made $37.2 million in about 3,800 theaters for Paramount Pictures, um, and so far has grossed $82 million worldwide. I don't know what the budget on this movie was. Um, it seemed relatively modest. Could be. Um, They're also... $150 million. $150 How much? 
oof, that is a lot more than that. Than, than it is made. Suck. Uh, I think this is going to have a stronger week two. Not stronger than it is now, but I mean, I don't think you're going to see a huge drop. I hope drop so. Off. Yeah, I'm surprised at the drop off on John Wick, but I think that has a lot to do with Dungeons and Dragons opening right on its heels. And I, I wonder if we're going to see a similar effect with Dungeons and Dragons with the Mario movie yeah. coming um, right yeah, on. It's, it's, it's a tough time to come out right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to make the bold claim. I'm going to make the claim. Mario movie isn't going to be in first on the box office list next week. Who? What else is opening? It's just not going to do, do that well. It's just That's, not going to do better than... That is my assertion. That's the hot, spicy, long odds take. Um, that is that is I mean, quite the spicy take. I will put up... A, I'll put up 150 okay. internets. I, you know that, what? That. I, I could see that kind of because we are going into Easter weekend and... Um, if it's if it's releasing now, a lot of people are traveling. A lot of people are going to be with family. Easter weekend's weird because it's usually not the one that you're like, oh, you got a whole lot of free time. It's usually got like you're shit there. to do, a lot of dinners to start cooking for. <laughs> so this is going to sound really bad, but on a major religious holiday weekend like a Christmas or an Easter, the movie that wins most often is the movie that appeals to the non-Christians Unless of the you're world. Be like, Jesus, um, Jesus got his one up. Come see Mario, where he'll <laughs> Mario will get his one up. Mario, Jesus, or or could I I I would I would find it hard because for all the reasons you're saying that the box office take for um, Mario might not be super high, is also applicable to every other movie mm-hmm. out right now. I'm yeah, and me, I'm calling it's not going to be first just because. I think it's just not going to be a good movie, and people aren't going to. It's just Dungeons and Dragons here, and it's it's opening week only managed thirty seven million dollars. If you take the standard fifty percent week over week drop, you're looking at like what eighteen and a half million. It's hard for me to imagine that the Mario movie isn't going to be able to make more than 18 and a half million dollars. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if I agree with, with Mario not beating it. Um, but I mean, John wick could have a resurgence um, maybe. I'm just saying, but that's about the only scenario I, I can I, see that uh, happening. And you know what, if it's, if it's in first, I'll eat a hot wing. I'll, and if it, if it isn't, Y'all gotta buy me a hot wing. What a punishment! You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll buy you a hot give me wing. One of, you're gonna if. give me those Dave's. You're gonna give me the Dave's hot chicken reaper, like the giant gigunderness hot tenders, the ones that are as big as my fucking. I'm not hand. spending six dollars on a chicken tender. I mean, if I pay six dollars for a chicken tender, that's about the size of chicken tender I'm expecting. It it is it is quite large, but it is also the same cost as a three pound bag of frozen chicken breast at my grocery store. Of choice. I mean, the same could be said of all religion. I mean, fast food chains. <laughs> Speaking of religions, oh, actually, well, I did skip over John Wick. John Wick, John Wick, Chapter Four in second, sixty one point six percent drop. Big drop for yeah, what is a quality movie. Sixty one percent. Um, 
everyone saw but it and I was guess, like, I'm you know, satisfied. A lot of a lot of audience overlap too, I feel, between D and D and John Wick. Um so that probably explains a lot of it. Um its worldwide gross is two hundred and fifty million dollars, so I'm sure they're very happy with how mm-hmm. it's done. Speaking of religion, his only son <laughs> is in third. Um five point five million dollars in just under two thousand theaters. <laughs> From Angel Studios comes the the story of Abraham and his uh, faith testing three day <laughs> bender, bro. <laughs> Where he got a little confused about what I he was gonna do him, with his kid. I could see he him going got on a there. fucking K hole trip, and he's like, he's holding the knife up to to Isaac. He's like. <sighs> And he just like and he's like he like gets like lucid. And he's like, God oh, is shit. He drops the knife and just starts walking. I was this close, man. I was this close. Shit. If I remember correctly, God just like <laughs> says it, it was just a prank, bro, as he's about to stab his like, son. Yeah, he sends an angel down to be like, "You were actually like, gonna just, do it, bro." I just wanted. Are you kidding me? You're a freak, <laughs> man. I was just testing you. I just wanted to see how far I could push you. Like, God in the Old Testament's a fucking dick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but let's let's what hear the what, the, what, what the people have to say about uh, his only son, his only son of the uh, six point five rating on IMDb. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. It's always funny when we do a religious movie because I I read the ten star reviews around these parts, and they're all like religious zealots, and I am the opposite of that. So it's always always amusing to me. Uh, from T King, two eight one comes a nine out of ten review. Connects the dots. It is often said that scripture interprets scripture, but most of us are working with incidental fragments from a rather large book. This writer takes one of the toughest messages and manages to assemble the supporting chapters and events without becoming bogged down, overwhelming the novice, or boring the expert. <laughs> expert I'm Bible a level, studier, I'm a level 10 Jesus black belt. <laughs> I know the story of Abraham and Sarah quite well and bought tickets with the idea that I would suffer through a low-budget interpretation for a good Sorry, you bought tickets to a movie you thought was going to suck for a good cause? It's all checking out here. Of funneling money to a private movie studio? It's called tithing, Kurt. (laughs) I suppose that's true. But it was a great show. Semicolon. The rare semicolon. Appropriately used, nonetheless. I walked away feeling like I met the characters and gained new perspectives on the message. Nice segue into the Gospels. Great message for young and old. Light on the graphic stuff and excellent for conversation after the film. 42 out of 50 found that helpful. <laughs> I thought I would suffer through the low budget interpretation. But actually, it's like, what if it's like really good? All right. Time to find out all the people who are canceling the Christians. Let's get them. Let's get them, boys. One out of ten. Let's jump on it. Zender Bender said, same old cliche <laughs> Christian movie. 
waste of time. Oh, spicy. <laughs> Same old cliched story of Abraham I and Isaac. It. I love it. Let's, see, let's see what you pick apart. Honestly, I can't believe people still make these old cliche movies with with same story over and over, bringing nothing new to the table. Instead of what could have been a good movie with good direction filled with emotion and drama, it turns out to be just another Christian flick with the same old storyline. It's like they took it from a book or something like that. Uh Adaptation. The movie is <laughs> always less good than the source material. True, they always cut out a big chunk of it, you know. Not always. The Forrest Gump movie is For much sure. better than the Forrest Gump. If book. only the if movie... only the Bible could be like Forrest Gump. Yes. If Jesus could be more like, and then I kept preaching. Or you know, he's just out, no, he's out there doing the loaves like and Forrest. fishes. He's like, there's plenty you can do. You can do <laughs> fish broil, fish scampi, fish. <laughs> You fish, uh, fish fry, fish, yeah, you fish fry on Fridays. That's that rhymes, that works out there. Fish. Yeah, we got Paul and Paul and Jesus fishing boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because his best friend is Paul, wasn't it? Uh, yep, and they, they did, boy? Ca- they did canonically the go out on, on that water all the time, dude. They were out yeah. on Jesus's party yacht, and then that yeah, one man. time Peter fucking he fell off the edge and. Jesus was like, bro, I got, I got you. Just believe. You just got to believe, bro. Party rock in and Jerusalem. He, he fucking, he stepped out, T-posing on the water. Like Ocean's a J. T-posing. I'd say like a G, but he was a J. Yo, he's cheating. Those are hacks, Jesus. You can't do that. Fucking ban him from my account. <laughs> my, my, my. And then he doxed a pig and made it commit suicide. Nintendo. Oh god, let me finish this shit. The movie have little for non-Christians. For example, billions of Muslims believe it was Ishmael that Abraham took to sacrifice on the mountain, not Isaac, since Isaac uh, wasn't even born yet, and Ishmael was the only son at the time Abraham had, which makes sense. So picking a Christian narrative instead of the mo- instead the movie becomes victim of inciting hate towards Arabs, in my opinion, as it looks like a pitiful attempt that tries to rob them of their heritage. Two out of nine found that helpful. Ooh, spicy take from Zender Bender. Um, from Duke Joyce. Four out of ten. Touching account. A, f- a few negative comments. Appreciated the movie, very moving, and pointed the God's sacrifice of his only son, our Lord Jesus. My only drawback is the audio. I found myself wishing for captioning. I couldn't always understand what was being said. I don't... The, the, I love that you're doing no, an old Jewish was, man voice for this Christian movie. Two accents diverged in a yellow wood, and I, I be, could not... Determine between them. One is the the Michigan. Oh yeah, it's the Michiganer. I'm from the Midwest, don't you know? And the other is an old Jewish man. Oh, my voice is going up, but where? Who knows? 
Also, I, I don't like the posture, the poster of Abraham looking up. The facial expression is very unflattering, and the hair looks like a wig. It was somewhat slow moving and the flashback sometimes momentarily confusing. I thought Sarah's emotional complaining acted well, but portrayed her as a faithless complainer. Love the ending with the three crosses and the centurion falling at the feet of Jesus. And the salvation scripture verse at the end, we're great. <laughs> two out of eleven. And zero out of <laughs> zero out of two accents. <laughs> Nailed. I uh I do have to apologize. I guess since this is an Old Testament story, it would be in the Torah. So conceivably a Jewish person my f- would have have cause of seeing this movie. movie. Torah, Torah, Torah. <laughs> Torah. <laughs> All right. Um from YKJDH. It's biblically accurate and it's very powerful. I've read other sites that gave this movie a thumbs down, blasting its production values and how faith-based films will never reach the success of mainstream films. Thing is, though, I think faith-based filmmakers are actually trying to separate themselves from mainstream to ensure their films aren't from the perspective of corporate executives, but rather the scriptures themselves. This movie is accurate, and the production values here may not rival the likes of Marvel movies in terms of budget, but the cinematography hill is still incredible. Take a drink. If there is one gripe, it would be how to get folks who don't believe into theaters next to those who do. Audiences have spoken either way and want more faith-based movies brought to the screen. The story of Abraham is told accurately according to the scriptures. I will never understand how secular audiences badmouth this film when it is based on the scriptures. Nevertheless, it's meant to be enjoyed by everyone and hopefully inspire. (laughs) Four out of seven found that helpful. All right. That's that's my Long Islands. Um, all right. Do you want a long one from Loving God or a less long one from Mimu? Well, I got to know what the Loving God has so, to yeah. negatively say okay. about a movie based on Abraham. It is. I'll try to go fast with this one. Uh, two out of ten. Loving God says an honest review. I love any stories that show the people in the Bible. They bring the people... God used to used to life, and it. Oh, this is gonna be rough. It's the first sentence. God used to like. Oh, they bring the people God used to life, and it makes them real to us. Uh, Abraham struggled with God's command to sacrifice his only son through Sarah, the same son God promised to use to make the great nation. Anyone who's familiar with the story can feel Abraham's pain. God bless. Helling for bringing to life one of the Bible's foreshadowings wait, oh, wait. of the coming Christ. Is the director's name literally Helling? I think so, yeah. God bless Helling for bringing... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right, because somebody else said Helling. Uh, God bless Helling. about normative determinism. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, but our pastor encouraged our congregation to go see the movie, then go online to give it 10 stars. I've heard the same admonition uh, over many years uh, for several Christian movies. But the most part, they've 
not but for the most part they've not been the, that great i'm sorry if this offends anyone but they have but there have been very few <laughs> i'm having trouble reading um i moved the oh he the lost his place over, boys so. Oh no! That's why they have the little. The, they have the little reading helper in the Torah, the little reader stick. It t- yeah. So you I don't want, lose your place when you're reading the ancient language. I want to get like a Chrome widget that'll like j- embolden like the first like couple letters of the thing to make it easier to digest. But whatever. Let me collect myself. Uh, fuck. Uh, but th- but for the most part, they have not been that great. I'm sorry if this offends anyone, but there have been very few that have been as good as the old Billy Graham movies from the 70s. That's a long time ago. I agree with the reviews here called that call it foreboding. Sure, Abraham's task was a terrible one to face, but from reading the OT, I uh, <laughs> is that the original. I <laughs> Old Testament, sorry. OT, Old Testament. <laughs> I never got the impression his and Sarah's entire life was one big ball of frustration, as this movie portrays. God bless Abraham beyond the wildest dreams in many ways, but Isaac's birth is a small afterthought. I was looking forward to Sarah hearing God and laughing, just to hear hear someone laugh at least. But expect, but except for a brief movement. All we get from Sarah was sadness. The actress who played her was incredible, but her character was unfortunately one-dimensional. I can agree with the person's desire to spread God's word, but I don't have to pretend to enjoy how they go about it. It's not a sin, and neither is it a false review, as one reviewer here imagines. If it's person's honest opinion, it's just that. Take it or leave it. I enjoy The Chosen because it makes Jesus real and even happy when appropriate. This is a major missing element in the Bible movies. I and I believe it's inaccurate and a disservice to God. And of her, and of her, and of her, it's all one word. And of her uh, example is I've oh another example, Jesus another and of her <laughs> context clues. Yeah. Is I've only seen one or two paintings of Jesus smiling. Most others uh, show him as somber and sad and mourning. <laughs> That's just uh, how this movie comes across about Abraham. But hey, he is risen, and his kindness leads us to repentance. And I have no doubt Abraham and Sarah had a special relationship with God that they brought them joy to. That joy is what's missing in the story and would make God very unusual command to sacrifice Abraham and Sarah's only son to so poignant. Uh, it had to have felt so strange to them, but their whole life has boiled down to the strange and distant God, expecting blight obedience and dirty face and fingernails. Abraham had a lot of money that at that age, uh, so a tattered tent was not even true to the biblical story. Recall all that King Abimelech gave him away. The way of faith in God is Yes, I definitely recall that. (laughs) Yeah, right? But his loving kindness... Actually, if you read chapter number three in issue 57 of Jesus (laughs) Stories... We got a a Bible nerd over here. (laughs) And the cruel gods uh, of Abraham... Cruel cruel gods, plural, of Abraham's time? That loving kindness is missing in the story. Six out of twelve found that helpful. Whoo... He went off the rails. These these reviews have been kind of like disappointingly cogent. Yeah, I know. Like, no racism in this shit. 
but I do I do appreciate the dichotomy between the one and the ten star reviews. All the ten star reviews are like, it's based on the scriptures. How can you hate it? And all the one star reviews are like, it doesn't accurately reflect what's written in the Bible. Abraham's net worth, as you can see in the in the ancient Dead Sea tax returns. Dude he did not claim Isaac as independent because he was not expecting to have a child by the tax time that year. Um, he definitely would have built. He up, falsified his business he documents. He definitely would have built up equity to have more than just a tent. He would have had a shack at least. Uh, Abraham, what are you gonna find under under dependence? You just said multiplied and be fruitful, or just began. Uh, the, lumber, <laughs> the lumber that he used did not uh, accurately depict that era. It looks like poplar from Home Depot. Remember that part of the Bible that was just twenty three and me for the twelve tribes. It was just the fucking town hall <laughs> records, their whole genealogy. Ah, oh, that was some fun shit. Um, fun. Yeah, I remember I it like it was yesterday. For, got to, and I got to that point, and I was like, "This is boring as shit." Wait, wait, is that like the one long passage where it just goes through like who was descended from who? Yup, dude, they. They read that at our Christmas Eve or Christmas uh, Mass one time. I was dying. Oh. And Kristen, Kristen knew what it was about. I'd already heard this one before. And she was like, oh, my God. This is what they're going with? It's like, this is why. She's like, this is why I fucking hate Catholics. <laughs> why, 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 why would they read the equivalent of the end credits? <laughs> yeah. They literally just, like, read off names. It's. I might as well just read the fucking um, the VFX team on an Avengers movie. The fucking that Vietnam War memorial. <laughs> Imagine reading the credits for the Bible and being like, "Did what, did you guys get something out of that?" <laughs> wow, so enlightening. Be when Methuselah thankful. begat Methuselah and died at three hundred and fifty-eight. Yeah, it sounded like a uh, a Doctor Seuss book after a certain point. <laughs> <laughs> How many Suzelas uh, came from a Suzela? <laughs> oh, let's get serious. I don't run too fast. Three out of ten review. He's fat and he don't run too fast, but he's faster than me. Um, so there were no five star reviews, notably. Very divisive. So I took this 3 out of 10 review. And don't say that Christians aren't honest, because this is the most honest, with the most real reviewer traits, real Christian reviewer traits out here. <laughs> Specifically, yes. Christian reviewer. 3 out of 10. Uh, my pastor asked us to watch and rate it. So my pastor asked us to watch this movie and then rate it 10 stars here and on Rotten Tomatoes, because it was... By far the best movie of the decade. Fine, okay. Uh, that is an opinion. Even, even pastors are entitled to an opinion. But as far as rating it 10 stars, it is undeserving. It holds very well to Genesis 22 with, with some creative liberties. In that regard, it is sound. However, its pacing is drawn out and very slow for the first half of the movie. The flashbacks and storyline is somewhat confusing, even for someone that already knows the story by heart, and the production quality is understandingly low. 
honestly very good for a Christian movie, which honestly isn't saying much. I think that this movie is getting (laughs) undeserved high ratings by Christians who feel pressured to rate it as a great movie despite being just okay. One out of three. I think I think they did it right there. That, that's the that's one. The most poignant, yeah. I think that's the, uh, the clip best it, one. Screenshot. Um, clip it. Let's, ship uh, it. <laughs> that's Spotlight Film. Let's head back to our scoreboard here. Scream 6 bring in fourth place with $5.3 million in its fourth week. It has totaled $153 million worldwide. Uh, Creed 3. By the self and fifth with just about five flat and thirty two hundred theaters. Uh pretty good week over week run there, and that's made two hundred and sixty one million dollars worldwide. So I'm sure the folks over at United Artists are very happy about that one. Um what else we got here? Shazam, Fury of the Gods drops four spots from second to sixth. Yep. Maybe Zach Levi I will will make another Instagram rant I, about I uh, why it's unfair. Yes. We talked about it last week. <laughs> but uh, 4.6 mil. Um, in seventh, uh, starting out in seventh this week, uh, 1,001. Now, I think this one had a uh, releasing in 926 theaters. Come on. Come on. You're so close. Um, this one is an indie movie because I saw it. I saw it releasing in cinema. I got an email notification that it was going to release in Cinemopolis. I was like, okay, this is this is going to the indie <laughs> market. So that explains why it's why it's here. But that being said, still great returns, all things considered. Yeah, um, not a bad per theater take at all. Almost two grand yep, per theater per total here domestic um, of uh, one point eight million. Just about. And uh, since in the intervening time since the weekend, it's picked up another couple hundred thousand, sitting at $2.2 million uh, currently. Only a domestic release thus far. Uh, 65 drops another three spots down to eighth for Sony there. Uh, $55 million worldwide for, for 65. Will Ooh, it get to $65 million? Dollars? Uh, that'll be the fucking... <laughs> headlines in the trade papers pull it pull it as yep. soon as it gets there pull it even if it's mid-movie I'm so sorry adam driver <laughs> we failed you i it was it was a nice it was nice uh nice idea execution maybe a little lacking from what i understand but i'm sure some some tv station will buy up the rights to it and Boys, air it a million times a, a day and it'll be a cult yeah, classic staple It'll be a double feature with Moonfall. On FX yeah. has oh, the movies. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, I can see the commercials now. Mm-hmm. Love it. 65 here for you. Um, it's my. It's the, that's also the tagline for the geriatric escort service. 65 and here for you. Um I I with this one I feel like I have to do this. I I owe a debt to you the viewer. I have to come out and be humble. Um I misled you. I put you in the wrong, uh, you know, in the bad position. I gave out bad information and for that I'm sorry. Ant-Man and the Wasp 
is still in the top 10 seven weeks after it's released. Um, I can, I understand how you might feel. Uh, I can only say that I will do better. I'll be better for you. Um, but we deserve that. I'm going to take some time to be with my family. It's true. Uh, take some time away from reviewing the top 10 box office. Um, and hopefully I'll, I'll reflect on what, what we've learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we should all take some time, like say about a week <laughs> <laughs> and reflect <laughs> on, on what we've done wrong and what we can do better at. <laughs> I think it'll be a cleansing experience for us all. One of my new favorite, like, I don't know. One of my new favorite things. It's just the, the sincere YouTube apology. For just oh. fucking, <laughs> yeah, the the podium for nothing. Do the, the Andrew Cuomo? I am black. I am gay. Today I am disabled. I am Jew. Jake, have you seen that clip? <laughs> and then halfway yeah. through, so you gotta do. I'm bringing back an old baseball meme. You gotta do your sincere apology, and then like at the very like in the right in the middle of it, and be like, and there's a deep fly ball to left field, and that'll be a home run for Nick Cassianos, oh, <laughs> making it a four o ball game. I know, the, I know the Nick Cassianos <laughs> references. He always he always <laughs> makes some good ass plays whenever they're doing some somber moment. He hits a home run like right in the middle of all the like Dude, most a, awkward commentary. A World War II memorial. Well, there's no time. There's no good time in a baseball game to do a memorial. But uh, there's Nick Cassianos with a home run right out there. To the <laughs> and then finally, um, in- yeah, because didn't that one announcer get like? canceled for saying that yeah word. um tom yeah. tom brenneman yeah, yeah, i think yeah. is his name he 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 used a word that i have called jake in good fun several yeah. times and he got canceled for it oh, yeah. and he was in the middle of the speech he's like i, I always pride myself and consider myself a man of faith and there's a deep drive to the left field that'll be a home run for nick castellanos making a four for a ball like, game he's like i don't know if i'm gonna be i don't know if i'm gonna be here tomorrow this might be my i don't know if i'll continue to be the Reds broadcast <laughs> like getting fired. And then, it's just in the middle of his apology speech. He slips the call in there and then continues as if he hadn't done that. that home run and uh, I am a man of faith and I, I, I have many friends who are that that word. <laughs> yeah, he got hot mic'd in the beginning. He said the um what the, he called the city like the city of of uh, cigarettes, bubble of sticks, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> it's uh, it's worth it's worth the YouTube, and if you have never out. seen it. <laughs> um, but finally, uh, in tenth, uh, Fathom event, the journey, a music special from Andrea Bocelli, Andrea Bocelli. Sure, I think my. My mom has a like a a CD of his. It for this this poster's fucking metal as fuck. He's riding a white stallion in front of like the palace from the Wizard yeah, of Oz. It's the 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 picture looks like it's a hot new album that's just about to drop. Yeah, the hot new album of twenty twenty three. Looks like the cover of a romance novel. <laughs> hey. 
Hey, babe, wake up. The new Andrea Bocelli album just dropped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's on a horse. <laughs> wake up. <laughs> wake up, Wake Sarah. up, he's merging world-class music with intimate conversations in an awe-inspiring Italian countryside. <laughs> okay, question that needs to be answered before I determine whether or not I spend my hard-earned money on this film. Will Stanley Tucci be making a pizza oh, on this movie? God, I hope so, so. so, yes, and here's how. Uh, so I think this movie is the first of its kind to introduce uh, split-screen technology uh, for your viewing pleasure, where um, to keep your attention throughout the movie, they're going to also um, put Stanley Tucci... A cooking compilation on one side uh, without sound. You're going to be listening to Andrea Bocelli, but you know you're just going to see him making the pizzas and the and the lasagnas and whatnot, and and you're going to be like, well, wow, and right. having his friends over with wine and being like, man, I got some crazy friends. Yeah, and you're going to be like, oh, that's really cool, but like Andrea Bocelli's movies is great. <laughs> this is awesome. I, I my full attention is on this dinner in front of me uh maybe maybe they'll play subway surfer in the bottom too get some tri-screen invention Mm -hmm. in there everyone gets a complimentary glass of rosé to start out so you're just watching the whole thing lightly buzzed like any good like any good italian should be nice uh nice rosé and a bump of cocaine you know to start off your night man i wish a regal a regal needs to like Make the upstairs concession area yes. into a bar. Oh my gosh, that would be fantastic. Except then they would have to ostensibly have someone old enough to serve alcoholic beverages. Yeah, and that's a rarity at any. It's true. Uh, bar, bar, and hookah lounge. So I can I can go into a hookah lounge. I think you only need to be eighteen to serve alcohol. So you could get high school yeah. seniors to do it. <laughs> Volunteer their time. But you run the risk of them drinking well, the alcohol. You, know, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> but hey, you know, heavy, ha- <laughs> drunken Cheap hands a heavy hand. I think right? we should drop that. You know, the kids are going back to the mine. Let's bring the kids back to the bar. Drop that bad boy down to fourteen years old. You're old enough to drink your juice. I love how you're old enough to pour your old man a shot. Okay. I love how we really said, you know, the modern American economy really said, yeah, child labor's back. Uh, the mines—that's a little—it's a little too inefficient. We already have robots for that. Uh, kids, you're gonna be washing the gore off of a slaughterhouse floor. We need you to hose down the killing floor for us, please. You seen those pictures where it's like a fucking twelve-year-old and he's got the—he's got the oversized poncho on. Oh my god, it's. Well, I've seen I've seen pictures of like pre-industrial evolution where child labor was tasked with like replacing parts in a still moving machine like it's the fucking climax yeah. of Snowpiercer. Um, let me see if I can't find the the image. Yes, here it is. Oh yeah. Fucking classic. Um employing employing kids to clean slaughterhouses. Here he is in full on like Hard hat and scrubs gear, gloves three times too big for his hands, fucking scrubbing oh. out under. The- you know, <laughs> it's this awful. is perfect. This is what the Lord had in mind. 
Is this deep foods? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks an awful lot like the factory floor on this will be deep This foods. will be the first generation in a while where the youth of America know better where their food comes from than the adults. Because they were the ones killing them. <laughs> All right, little Timmy. You know, long- now, we need you to throw this switch. It's going to send lethal voltage to 10,000 of these cows at once. It's super efficient. Complete the circuit, Jimmy. <laughs> well, I feel like th- there are less humane ways oh, to, yes. to do that. There are also more. Um, it's It's a nice middle ground. They they really gave they really give them the floor from fucking uh, Andor. <laughs> were we? Huh? We were done with. Yes, yeah, we were talking right. about Andrea Bocelli okay. and Stanley Tucci. <laughs> All right, just just making sure that I I know where I am right now. <laughs> um, let's move now to gaming news and. Talk, talk about, about them video that video games for a little bit here. Something those kids oh, won't yes. be doing. I'm not gonna have time. Not after Game, a twelve-hour shift. The gaming lobby <laughs> at Tyson Chicken. The gaming lobby's gonna have to up its efforts. Be like, we need kids back in their rooms. Yeah. The virtual minds need their attention. Yeah. Can't they mine for crypto um, instead? Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. That'd Jimmy, be we need you to crack this their... bit. Jimmy and Sally's mining rigs were left unattended uh, and unused because their their time and effort were spent at the slaughterhouse. We're using the new Mechanical Turks GPU. (laughs) Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor is probably a bigger sequel than you're expecting, some might be saying. Um, It is more God of War than Dark Souls this time around. Oh, wow. You don't say uh yeah, so we got a lot more shots of Jedi Survivor, um, Fallen Order. Uh, so it looks really nice. Obviously, all games are gonna be looking really nice. It looks mostly the same as. What the are you other talking one. about? Have you seen how you can give him a mullet? Come on, you of all people, I have. people should be like. Re- What's that supposed to mean, Jake? You're a ginger. <laughs> And I say that with the hardest of ours, uh, not ginger, <laughs> like we're messing around. Uh, I'm saying it like I mean it, and I'm I'm appropriating that word. I'm taking it back. Okay. Hashtag cancel Jake. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get that trending on uh, Twitter. You can you can you, you look at all the different hairstyles you can do. You can, you can like have them look like you. Give them a nice long, not long tail. And uh, yeah, maybe a mullet, or yeah, I'm known or, for my mullet. Or you get some. You, you should. Be Kurt. You should do. You should do the mullet. We all. A, I'm. We're getting. We're all getting haircuts for Easter. I got the. I got the trim yeah. up. Jake's gonna get a trim up. I'm it's getting time, it tomorrow. Kurt. Just cut off the sides. It's just time. Just put your head in between two bandsaws and just go. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That doesn't sound like the most efficient way to do that. Dreadlocks would look nice on you, I think. Um, <laughs> so, I... I don't think my hair would do You can give that. him a headband. Um, you can make uh, your little droid friend uh, have different hats, too. Like in, can we put a little, can we put a little Grogu on our astromech? Yeah, sure. 
probably. I'm sure there's a mod for that somewhere. Um, so you get to see a lot more stuff. Uh, they're bringing droids back into the picture in a big way. Um, a lot of a lot of the old Clone Wars era droids, some battle droids. Uh, you're gonna face like the guards that uh, Grievous had with like the stun baton things. The man guards. Man guards. You're gonna. That's literally what droidicas. You're gonna be able to battle against and some, uh, maybe some. Uh, Let's hope they're a little or... less annoying than they were in yeah. like Battlefront yeah, we'll Two. Uh, yeah, a couple, couple new new mechanics with like the force. Uh, depends on if like some are gonna be like innate. There's a zip line, isn't there? I think There's I saw a, a zip line in the trailer comedy. somewhere. I think I think there was always a zip line. <laughs> there always zip line. Well, I mean, I meant like oh, a grappling, grappling hook. Oh, grappling hook. Oh, I didn't. I actually didn't see that. But yeah, um, if there is, that'd be dope. It probably is. Grappling hook is like the new rage they're including in all the games. They stole Halo Infinite's yeah. card. Halo Infinite walked so the Jedi Survivor could swing on a grappling hook. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, there's some new shots of that, and it looks uh, pretty, as always. Um, and should be a load of fun, especially because there's going to be delving more into the story, I guess, now. Yeah, the, uh, Fallen Order was... It's a game I wanted to like a lot more than I ended up liking. Um, but I know people who were really into it. And the system requirements for it are about in line with what the old mm-hmm. game was. So you're not going to need... Too beefy a rig to run it. It's looking like recommended specs are uh, Windows 10, uh, 16 gigs of RAM, a four core slash eight thread CPU of whatever ilk you prefer. They recommend a Ryzen 5 5600X um, and a. That's interesting. Okay. RX 6700 XT or the. Intel and NVIDIA equivalent equivalents of 11600K or an RTX 2070 for recommended. So not the most demanding game, but those, those aren't like cheapo specs either. So you'll, you'll be able to crank some pretty nice visuals out of it, I believe. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to talk about a different game here that... Uh, came out recently. There's There's been a trend of remakes hitting the market recently. Uh, some have been good, like the Resident Evil 4 remake, and some have been abominations, mm-hmm. like The Last of Us Part 1 on the PC. Um, this is the latest in a long run of unacceptably non-functional <laughs> PC games that have come out in recent months. And it's really disheartening how a game from fucking 2013 can't be ported smoothly over to like I would expect it in the PC, the old old hardware where it was like a you know when you built it all on the system and it you know really wasn't analogous to a computer, but like that's not the PS3. So despite it pre-compiling shaders there's still massive texture and shader glitches in regular gameplay and shader compilation even with like a 4090 
can take upwards of an hour. Awful. An hour (laughs) in 2023 like fucking tiny tina's wonderlands compile shaders beforehand in like three minutes i feel like if you started making last of us one from scratch on the pc in the time it took for them to develop this port you would probably have a better game i i can't disagree so i mean this is I don't want to blame Naughty Dog necessarily because this could be a <laughs> situation that often happens in game development where the publisher set a release date that was way too close and they're like, don't worry, you can fix it with patches. Just never stop working. Your family, you don't need to see your family. <laughs> they're ugly. Why do you want to spend time with them? Just, just program um, in some just, more hours into your day. Yeah, um, but this is a black eye for a a studio that is renowned for the polish on their games, and even their the last PC port of their games. I have the Uncharted Legacy Collection, and it runs pretty damn well. Uh, looks great and uh, runs run, runs well on reasonable settings. But this this it's just unex it it can't continue. It feels like every major release this year, and even going back to last year, like the last couple years, every major release for a new game on PC has been plagued with some sort of issue. The stuttering in Elden Ring, the fucking just (laughs) terrible frame rates in Hogwarts Mm -hmm. Legacy, and now like the (laughs) barely functional... Yeah. game package of The Last of Us Part 1. It's a trend that needs to stop. Like, delay. <laughs> Don't have it day and date on PC if it's yeah. not ready. What? So, like, I just... want, like, it does have me thinking, though, like, with consoles as, as you know, high-tech as they are, by which I mean very much closer to PCs than they than they were previously like is there a way like obviously however they make develop the games for the consoles they're developing in such a way where it works on console but it again it doesn't translate to pc like is there a way to just take the the hardware of a console and integrate it into a pc architecture so that we can play console games in a in a manner that works on a pc i don't I don't know well, if I'm talking so, out of my ass here. Yeah, you're kind of, I mean, you're not, you're not making super sense, but I think I understand what you're saying. So the interesting thing about this is that Xbox, development for the Xbox and development for PC are very, very similar. And even the PS5 runs on x86 architecture, which is what computers have run on, personal computers have run on for decades. Okay. Um, like it's never there's never been more similarity in developing for a console or in developing for PC than there is okay. now. I guess, then I guess that is my question. Um, I think that kind of clears up. Like, if they're so similar, what is being lost in translation, and why can't we fix that issue? It's. I I I honestly I don't know that I know enough 
to say what exactly is being lost in translation. It it seems to me that it's when you're making for, for the console, you have a narrow band of hardware you have to target. And right now, because we're towards the beginning of the console generation, these consoles have power on par or slightly greater than a, I would say, like the bottom 60% of per gaming PCs mm-hmm. out there right now. So as a developer, you have to kind of develop for the lowest common denominator which in this case is you know lower end pcs and in building in contingencies for that sort of thing you know there's more room for for error the more you have to tweak your base code um but again like i i could be misspeaking i've, I've read a lot of books on game development but I don't know a lot about game development, like on a technical level, and the porting, the porting to PC. But it should be like it used to be. You developed your games essentially on PC, and then ported it down to the capabilities of the console. I don't know when that got switched around, um, but back then PC ports were damn good. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a golden age. Um, yeah, PC master race for a reason. Yeah. And and it still still is in like pretty much every sense, except for the fact that sometimes we get broken ports. But in fairness, oftentimes on uh, console, you'll get a console game in a unfinished state, and you won't have the twin pronged attack of official patches and and fan modders patching problems with the with the code but you know speaking of unfinished games the game that will never be finished and is also available on all you know all consoles from the start um the game that will never ever be finished just dropped another another content update um it's nomansky with their interceptor update um this one is the combat update so um you, there's evil planet. There's corrupted planets now. There's new robot enemies, which were sorely needed because there was like three up to this point. <laughs> um, the, I think the guns are going to be better. And you can get uh, interceptor fighters. You can salvage them and you can fight freighters. And the fighting is cooler and brighter and lots more. So, heck yeah. more More updates. I... Should probably play, get back into it this summer and just play all of this shit. Um, yeah, just just play video yeah. games. It's fun. I've been doing a lot of that <laughs> since I got my Steam Deck, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I remember why I like this <laughs> hobby. Um, so yeah, cool shit. Um, again, it's in it's in VR. That's nifty. So VR updates, um, regular gameplay updates, never never gonna stop, never gonna end. Never gonna get it. Never gonna get never it. Never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. Um, oh no, that's, no. I mean, that's a quick one. So let's we can we can jump into the feature. Yeah, yeah let's let's do it. Let's talk about uh, Dungeons and Dargons. Um, Honor Among Thieves. So I'm I'm happy to report that this movie. 
the impression I got from the first trailer where this was going to be a movie set in the D&D world with tasteful and organic references to certain D&D things uh, was correct. My initial read was correct, and the the trailers, the subsequent trailers that made me a little bit nervous, uh, you didn't have to be nervous about it. I think they pulled it off, and they made a fun swashbuckling adventure movie the likes we haven't seen since like the early 2000s in Brendan Fraser's original heyday um, mm-hmm. that is going to be enjoyable to a wide audience I know jack shit about d and I was still able to find this movie very enjoyable um, so I think they should make more of these and more swashbuckling adventure films and they all need to star Chris Pine because he's, he's, he's the perfect the man play. for the job. He, gotta, he has to be the D&D player. He can play different characters. Rolls up a different character every movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah. As the resident D&D uh, extraordinaire, uh, I went to go see this with uh, my D&D party, minus one. Um, and there were two very uh, well-versed uh, D&D players and then some more casual people there. We really enjoyed all the references, um, and like you said, like the all the references were were kind of more natural. Like nobody was like casting their spell and yelling out "firebolt" or uh, this and that. There wasn't a ton to begin with, um, especially when you have a druid and a sorcerer and um, a bard if you'd call him that. Um, so, <laughs> my only gripe with the movie is that Chris Pine's character, uh, Ed Edmund, or is that what his name was? Edgin. Uh, Edgin. Yeah. Edgin fucking did nothing. Like, the joke about him just making plans, That that's what he did. He saved, he saved them, his quick thinking, saved uh, them all from the chunky dragon. He is a bard. Bard's cast spells through their songs he's not actually a bard though he's yeah obviously not because he doesn't do shit but he <laughs> he was a hook a harper well, or a hooker a harper, or whatever a harper's were. a faction that you can like you can gain that, that is actually something in the books where like you you are aligned with the harper faction but you can be a bard and be in the har- in the harpers um, but he he had armor and a knife on his chest yeah. i think he was some sort of like warrior or, or rogue i don't think he was actually a bard i i would hope that if they ever do get into like uh a sequel that they'll expand on that and be like oh yeah maybe he was a paladin that because they they actually set him up to do a very common D thing is you'll have paladins that swear an oath like he did with the harpers so mm-hmm. you know he could have sworn an oath to the gods and then be in the harpers as well and then when his wife died he uh like rejected his oath and you can actually follow a storyline that that's way. why he doesn't do any and, D&D things mm-hmm. in it because he doesn't have any of his uh, feats or any of his skills so he could he could have been <laughs> he could have been cut off from his god he could have been cut off from uh his oath and like rejected his like his class and all that shit and then just went to playing the loot but yeah, he's a bard, but not in the D&D sense. Bard, where he actually casts inspiration on people, and uh, you can do, like, actual damaging spells with your music. Because you can do, like, psychic damage through your your loot, 
and stuff. Um, my major minor thing for me, just because it's like if you have a group of like people with all their own individual abilities, uh, barbarian, you can rage. She's strong. She's tanky. Uh, you have the druid, which is a little bit more. I mean, she wild shapes a lot, and they actually changed the rules of D and D to fit her character, which was dumb. Uh, <laughs> they made an update before the movie release that they're cha- they're making changes to the druid's wild shape ability um, in the next update of D and D, and. Uh, it allows you to transform into an owl bear because what she does in this movie you cannot do in D anD D. You cannot transform into an owl bear because it's like a magical uh, creature. Shape. Yeah, yeah. It's like the they're very specific on the things that you can wild shape into. It's like things that you've seen, and it's uh, of a certain um, like um, animal rating um, or size rather. And I think owl bear is like huge or something like that. Mm. And it might be considered like a monstrosity. Okay. Which you might not be able to transform yeah, into. So it's just different classifications of things. You know what? But I hey, am they can make I am actually the, super the glad recognizable yeah, D&D I'm super creature glad there. that the D D enthusiasts can are able to nitpick this. <laughs> Cause yeah, as I mean, as a movie trope, he I think he fits just fine. I mean, we all love Big Trouble in Little he, China. Yeah, his and the main character in that movie also does not a lot. Yeah, like his character, I think it serve. He serves the purpose that he needs to serve. He's he's the, he's the brains of the operation, or at least the um, heart. And well, he he he's mm-hmm. the ringleader. Yep. So we'll, we'll call him the brains of the operation in that sense. And he's he's a charismatic envoy for the audience to follow the story through, and it's it's a personal story to him for the most part. Um, and you know, like, not every character needs to be good in combat. Sometimes you just need the silver tongue tongue guy to 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 pass your charisma check and <laughs> skirt the combat that the DM had laid out for you. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I I mean, it felt. Uh, definitely for a general audience perspective i was happy with the vibe it gave me like i i know the enough where i was like oh i get it oh i get it oh that makes yeah. sense yeah. and i think the the scope the scope of the story they told was was very appropriate and approachable and they didn't like try to shoehorn in a million different D&D references because it's the D&D movie. Like, they didn't try to make, like, Tiamat, the dragon in the cave, or some stupid no, shit like yeah, that. They, they, they set up a lot for the future um, with, like, the Red Wizards, um, like, actual boss possibly being, like, coming up in the next movie. Um, so I think you could, like, do a D&D movie that's completely unrelated to this. Sure. I think you've kind of set the stage mm-hmm. for that. Like, you can have an Honor Among Thieves 2, which is the next adventure with this group. And I think you could also, like, just do Dungeons & Dragons subtitle some other yeah. fucking thing. Do the Curse of Strahd movie. Have that be a thing and be successful. The, the, beauty, the beauty of this, and you can actually uh, kind of see that with what Critical Role does with their campaigns... Critical Role has done, I think they're on their third campaign, and they've done some side things here and there, uh, where they have a universe that is all the same universe, same continent Mm -hmm. and everything. They take it, different time periods, different things happening, and even throughout their campaign of, like, one, you have different arcs of things that are unrelated, 
and then maybe one or two of them end up connecting towards the end in a grand finale. If you were to take Critical Role's adventures, which they are doing for Amazon Prime, and chop them up into chunks, you come up with a pretty cohesive story um, that's written, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, it it has the same, uh, and then because of this, because of this um, through line, uh, it meshes really well with itself. And you could definitely do that with this, where you don't have to follow the Red Wizards. You can follow maybe the Chroma Conclave or you could follow something else and uh, you maybe can do um, a Cult of Vecna uh, sort of adventure and start piecing together things that might culminate in a third, fourth, or fifth movie down the road um, and have something bigger come out of this. You can really go a long ways with mm-hmm. um, with all these characters. Yeah, and they set up all these different locations. Mm-hmm. Like they name drop Baldur's Gate yeah. and they spent some time in... Yeah. And Neverwinter, which is one that I knew because of Neverwinter Nights games. Yep. What, they, what else did they do? Neverwinter, um, Baldur's Waterdeep. Gate. They did Waterdeep was the other one. Those are like the big, the big ones. Um, and then they're all in the storm, uh, the, the storm coast. Yeah. And they, they could go yeah. a lot of different. But we never saw Baldur's Gate, so you know, there's there's plenty of narrative potential in there. There's like four video games yeah. based around shit happening in Baldur's Tons Gate. Tons of different modules so. you can pick from. So the honestly, the storylines that they could go from here is endless, and I think they're gonna go out and have fun with it, mm-hmm. uh, which is good. If they do the same thing like this for a second movie, fantastic. It's easy. It's approachable. It's it. It works with the fans. It works with people who aren't as knowledgeable but still want a a fantasy adventure movie because we don't really get those a lot anymore. Nope. Like, this is really unique now in this yeah. day and age where we are just battered with... Um, you either have two types of movies. You have the, the superhero movie or you have the... Or the otherwise long-running franchise movie. Yeah, or you have the um, you know, the action adventure stuff where it's like here's uh, main character one who has to stop something from happening and he's gonna blast his way through it, mm-hmm. and that's your other type of movie. Um, you know, but now you don't have like the Lord of the Rings style movies anymore to wet that whistle, and it brings a whole lot more to the picture than uh, we've seen before. There's, right. there's a lot to it. There's politics. Yeah. There's there's secrets there's 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 people who are evil for the sake of being yep. evil it also and you can get away with yeah. that without it being cheesy and corny <laughs> yeah this um i should say yeah that's that's kind of one of the it's one of the unique things that this movie brings to the table like one one of the other things is uh D's magic and fantasy is it's not your bog standard fantasy like it's not your generic there are unique things like the owl bear like the way uh, sorcery and, and wizardry and warlockery works. Um, it's it's <laughs> a shade different, and that gives some novelty when you're bringing it to a movie space. Um, the other thing is uh, it's lighthearted and, like, funny. Like, there's, there's jokes, and there's, you know, there's a through line, but it's like a, a happy ending where anyone kind of generally gets stuff. And it's not trying to, like, talk about the the underlying mystical themes of the world. Um, I say this because... There's not, like, faint political allegory right. shoehorned in there. Like, it's, it's, um, a, it's a straight-up yeah. adventure yeah. Which that's easy to digest. That we have gotten, because we do have, like, sword and sorcery stuff, but it's stuff like Lord of the Rings, 
Lord of the Rings the TV show. Uh, fucking Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones 2. More more Thrones yeah. and less games. And everyone, and all of that sorcery <laughs> is like, dour, and people fucking and murdering each other, and like, the dragon comes in and just kills everyone, they're burning to death, and you're like, oh my fucking... If you want like, you know, oh, the funny, there's a funny fat dragon and he's chasing down our guys and can they escape from the fiery pit? That's, that was great. Chunky dragon is, is yeah. best way. Uh, that is yeah, a spoiler, yeah, but the, uh, this shouldn't, this will entice you. Like this is the Grogu of this movie. I mean, I think the, the chunky dragon was uh, in the trailer, so they should have seen it. And uh Thember, Thember Chod. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if its its name was released in in the movie or not, but that was the bonus card in the secret layer D and D. So nice. these these did get a secret layer Magic the Gathering release as well, where you get to see Ooh. all of the classes um, mm-hmm. for the for the yeah. characters, and that's where you see like yeah they got Ed, Edgin as the the bard, um, you have the human barbarian, you have the half elf. Oh, they have they have Thembrechard plushies. Thembrechard plushies, <laughs> so good. It's funny. The card is funny too because uh, dragons normally flying. have flying, and he does not have flying unless you do something. I forgot what it is, but you can. All right, let's you, see. Oh, he can, is a five-five five yeah, bird. That's right. He can Seven. exert to fly. Jesus. With trample, when Thembrechard enters the battlefield, he does X damage to each other creature without flying. In each player, where X is the number of mountains you control. That's pretty good. You may exert Thembrechard as he attacks. When you do, he gains flying until end of turn. Uh, not a great card. You'll love it. And you'll love him. And we're going to get, gonna get the, the plushie, uh, and he's going to be the most cuddliest cool. dragon. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, this is a very fun movie. Um, it, it, it oftentimes felt like I was playing like if it, this is this is what would be if somebody like observing a D and D campaign or, or session would look like. Um, kind of just faster paced though, because combat really drags. But the stories often take and the dialogue often take a uh, more lighthearted route. Because um, you're chilling, you're with, chilling your with your buddies. And you have your 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 DM who's trying to like maintain a, a, a pacing to a story and and be like, oh, I need you to go rescue my my wife. And you're, they're being all serious, and they're like, well, what's in it for us? Where, where's the money? Where's the booze at? And like, they're gonna go do it, but they're gonna have fun along the Where way. Where the coke at? <laughs> yeah. So it it's a uh, it is um pretty apt to say that this was a D and D movie when it felt like I was watching like a, a campaign playthrough um highly recommend yeah. it it's a very fun movie go out and see it uh it's been getting a lot I, of buzz I, too i am i'm very glad that it turned out the way that it did um never once did i feel like it it pandered to hardcore players or to casual players i felt like they they had the idea of what they wanted to do with their story and they just told their story in a way that made every reference they worked in feel very natural. Uh, like, you know, even, even having the mimic in there, like when I first saw the mimic in the gelatinous cube in the, the second or third trailer, I was like, Oh, I feel like they're just shoving shit in there for the sake of shoving shit in there. 
but it kind of made sense within the context of the story. Um, side note, you're going to be pissed about this. Um, maybe we can find it on YouTube and to quell our fears, but if the only way is to see the see it in Australia, I'm going to be mad. In the Australian edit of the film, the comedy group Auntie Donna mm-hmm. provides the voices of the corpses. Yeah, they put that in a um, yeah. What was it? I think it, yeah, in like a post credits thing. Um, and we saw. I, I told Kurt. I actually told Kurt about this because they put on their website, and I will send the link so y'all can enjoy. Um, uh, D um, They're like behind the scenes featurette. Um, for them doing the voice casting for it, and it's—I mean, it's charming. It's Auntie Donna. They can't swear as much as they want to, but of course, there it is for you. Yeah. Um, and it's great. So I, I saw that. I'm like, no, what? No, why? They're no. gonna be gonna be in the Dungeons yeah, and Dragons. And when we got to the that scene in the movie. Peter's like, I think this is where the Antidona cameo comes in. And the first corpse kind of looks like it could have yeah. been Zach. So I was like, okay, it doesn't really sound like him. But he does more voices than the other two. So but the maybe it is. Not in but then the other corpses were... Yeah. It was not to be, I, I, I'm sad to say. But I'm sure we can get our hands on on the Australian version of the movie. Very doable. When the time comes. I, I, I think I think I can work that out. Um just like I think I can work out my recommendation for y'all to see uh Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves if you have not already, I would say if you haven't seen John Wick yet, mm-hmm. <laughs> see that first. And then instead of the Mario movie, see this. We'll see the Mario movie yes. so you don't have to. Um I, I think we can go I think we can do this. I don't have to spoil this movie. We don't have to go through it. Um, I will no, say, I don't like, think so. yeah, it is it is it kind of an all ages oriented thing, but in that um, '80s way, where they do they drop some choice swears, like it's it's they they it's they the, budget uh, them well. It's that uh, theoretical, like if you could add one fuck. To the movie where would you put it and you have the best minds working on where the where to put the 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 fuck word in was this pg-13 um there is no right so you get you get your one right, there's your no one blood that i know of but the PG-13 villain does movie. do very you know it's the you know it's that honest to goodness villain like dastardly kills people and shit yeah it's it's the X it's the X Men level violence like yeah, we talked about like, with Shazam too. The citizenry just get fucked up. Um, yeah, in a pretty gruesome way when you stop to think about the implications of <laughs> of what you've seen. Yes, Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves yeah, is so very. I'm sure PG-13. there's a kid like there's a you know one out of seven children will get scarred by a random scene, but like y'all watch the Brave Little Toaster, it's only that it's like that much psychic <laughs> damage. That that was a lot of psychic damage, <laughs> Peter. We're not talking. Yeah, so I don't maybe, think I've recovered from the maybe not damage. as much as Little Toaster. Definitely not as like Watership Down. Um, so you can take your kids, Peter. You can take your kids, <laughs> and they won't be mentally scarred. They'll be scared, but you know, kids kids can get scared sometimes of the bad guys, and then then the heroes will uh, they they may come in to save the day. 
Yeah. Um, I also want to give props to the filmmakers for uh, only like the the least they could include of a giant spider in a DD movie yeah, they like included. One, there's like two seconds of it. And yeah. So Especially I, going I, into the Underdark. I and all the other. Yeah. I and all the other arachnophobes out there want to give you a shout out to Paramount for, for having the good discretion to to not linger that, on that and, too much. Um, and Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant does awesome. I want to see more movies where Hugh Grant plays a evil, plays a smarmy villain. Yes. Sleazebag Hugh Grant is my favorite person ever. <laughs> He's pretty good. Specifically Sleazebag Hugh Grant. <laughs> Any other Hugh Grant, I can take or leave. But sleazebags Hugh Grant, I'm there he every time. He steals the scene so often. Like it, 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 it just and like in uh, in Operation Fortune was the same way. Like he stole so many. And mm-hmm. the gentleman, same way, steals steals the scenes he's in. Um, like career Hugh Grant, sleazebag Hugh Grant, can't beat him. Uh, just like you can't beat us. But this is the the end of end of this episode, and uh, until next time, be well, stay safe. And there's a deep drive to left field, and that'll be a home run for Nick Castellanos, <laughs> making it a four zero ball game. <laughs> and I pride myself on partying like it's That's 1995. Right. Peace. Bye bye. <laughs>